Welcome to Chapter 3 of Health System CIO's interview with Darren Dorkin, CIO at Cedar sinai In this segment, we talk about how his organization hopes to draw young entrepreneurs and their innovations into the healthcare space. The most significant evolution he's seen in the CIO role during his 12-year tenure, and what excites him most about the future of healthcare. This podcast is sponsored by Optum, solving real problems and creating practical solutions today using the latest in healthcare technology, such as blockchain, AI, and advanced analytics. See how Optum can make your digital transformation easier at optum.com/cio. So it's been an education, certainly for Cedar sinai and in many different ways. That, that's really interesting. And, and the good news about it is that we're seeing lots of tertiary and quaternary benefits, which is something that we really aim to do because resources are so scarce and we have to make sure that we're managing the right opportunity costs. And they've been things like the staff themselves that come to the accelerator They leave with a little bit of a bounce in their step. And let's face it, um, we all have a tendency, human nature, to sort of imagine that the grass is always greener on the other side. And so if you work for an organization and you get a paycheck and you have a day job, you imagine that, you know, working at a startup must be perfect and vice versa. And so this is giving lots of folks that have wonderment and curiosity of how startups and entrepreneurs operate a chance to sort of see a little bit of that. And sometimes they leave with their own ideas and want to apply it back into the core organization. We've seen things we totally didn't expect, which is we've been attracting companies from literally all over the globe with companies from Australia and Germany and Poland and all sorts of other uh, great places. And it turns out that some of them want to stay. And so they're coming here to Los Angeles for the accelerator. They're moving here permanently. And then um, after the help they get from the program, they're growing the company and hiring. And we're creating jobs in Los Angeles in healthcare IT. And so there's all these wonderful benefits that truly help hit multiple mission goals of ours because at the end of the day, we are a community-based organization. We are a nonprofit and being able to support the community and think that we have some small part in growing the health IT ecosystem here in Los Angeles is uh, really rewarding above and beyond some of the more immediate benefits we're seeing from the companies we're interacting with. Yeah. And I I know that there are health systems around the country that have innovation labs and things like this, but this sounds like it's more scalable maybe for some organizations that aren't particularly large or or may have a a more modest budget, but this seems like this could be scalable in different uh, organizations. We think so. We've also, by the way, adopted a few philosophies. So one of them is that there's really no such thing as competition to the accelerator. It really operates in a viewpoint that while there's a Cedars-Sinai accelerator, it's in an ecosystem across the country of all sorts of amazing big and little innovation initiatives. And at the end of the day, rising water rises all boats. And so we're just happy that it's becoming an interesting sector. The reality when we started this was that um, some of the smartest and best entrepreneurs we met weren't even thinking about applying their craft, their time, and their attention into health IT. They probably were going to build another game or a social media app. And so to uh, a lot of these young entrepreneurs, healthcare is this confusing black box. They don't really understand what it is. 
Certainly, delivery of healthcare is even more confusing. And so as we've been able to illuminate that, people have gotten excited about it. And I think that more of that that happens across the country, the more of momentum. And I think uh, there's plenty of new ideas and companies for everybody. We've also tried really hard uh, to make sure that uh, everybody knows they are 100% welcome to use the space in any way they would like. And so uh, we have a couple of dozen health systems that send people to our accelerator. Um, They send companies, they come to our demo day, they come mentor, um, and we think that's absolutely wonderful. The more the merrier and the bigger we can grow the network and the ecosystem, I think the more we're just sort of helping the industry as a whole. And at the end of the day, uh, it doesn't really matter to us where the great company gets created, as long as great companies are getting created to solve real problems in healthcare. Yeah, that's that's a really telling statement, especially since you know we're, we're starting to see even in other areas too things like cybersecurity, more willingness to share ideas and share best practices, and less focus, as you said, on on competition. Exactly. Okay, and. Now, you've been with the organization for quite a while, about 12 or 13 years? Indeed. I seem to be defying gravity. I think I was supposed to be fired many years ago. Maybe somebody forgot. <laughs> well, for, you know, as you know, in the CIO role, that's very long tenure, so congratulations. <laughs> um, now, this was your first CIO role, but you had been a CTO previously? Correct. I was a CTO at Boston Medical Center back in Boston. So 12, 13 years in this industry is is, uh, certainly a very long time considering how much change has taken place. But what do you think has changed most during your time specifically relating to the CIO role? I think the CIO role uh, continues to evolve. Probably the biggest change I've seen is really in regards to the large EMR projects. And so first I should even back up and say that uh, when I – at my uh, turn at the merry-go-round here at Cedars-Sinai to implement the EMR, we didn't really call it the EMR. We called it CPOE, Computer Physician Order Entry, which at the time uh, we went live with our first phase only included a little bit of documentation, so the bar was set really low. And then speaking of that bar, as I talked to some of my colleagues who are truly sort of amazing across the country in the CIO seat, I'm amazed at really uh, the role that they have and the objectives and the KPIs and the ROIs and the things that they need to deliver on. You know, I don't mind sharing that, heck, back when we installed the CPOE system or the EMR, our only goal was to go live and make sure it worked. You know, we had uh, bigger aspirations, of course, that it would deliver all sorts of things. When I look at some projects today that are meant to reduce expenses and increase safety and become more efficient, and there is some real sort of challenging projects. And by the way, that's not to say that over time the EMR can't accomplish them, but it was a little bit easier in the earlier days because we expected less of these IT systems. And while I am happy that the work has graduated up the C-suite and had visibility in terms of some of the benefits it can provide, we may be uh, resting today a little bit too much aspiration on what some of these IT systems ultimately can end up delivering. Yeah, Yeah, that's a really good point. And in some ways, maybe having more simple expectations wasn't a bad thing at all. It wasn't, although, you know, for balance, I'll offer the fairness, the systems have gotten increasingly expensive to implement, and so I think the stakes uh, naturally have sort of risen uh, around that. Right. 
certainly that's been a big change. And when you think about where things are going, as a CIO, what is it right now that gets you most excited about the future? I love thinking about the role that consumers and patients will play uh, as time goes forward. And I think that for a very long time, I think that healthcare delivery organizations were so focused on the complexities and difficulties of implementing what the rest of the industry would refer to as enterprise software that we really sort of, I think, got stuck for a while thinking that was, quote unquote, the entire problem. And the reality is that in addition to the super important work we're all doing with enterprise software like the EMRs and our back office financial systems and you know, a bunch of others, um, I think that it is super exciting to think just a little bit forward in terms of the engagement that patients will end up playing and frankly consumers as they want to be able to sort of have access to things that are sort of natural in the rest of our digital lives. Right, when you, when you think back to Google Health, now that seems like a long time ago, but I, I think that it's really amazing how far things have come, and I agree that that should be really interesting going forward, especially in a field where we're all consumers. Exactly. And look, you know, I, I think that many things today have evolved in our digital lives where we prefer to interact via an application or a text message um, as opposed to a phone call or interaction. I mean, I will confess I am guilty of, on occasion, picking a restaurant uh, because I don't have to call for a reservation. I can do it uh, via an online app. We live in L.A., so you have to make reservations everywhere you go. But, you know, I think that that digital convenience, I think, hasn't yet fully played out in healthcare. And, yes, of course, healthcare is different. The stakes are different. Not every patient is a consumer. Not every consumer is a patient. There's lots of intricate and nuanced, important details that we need to manage. But with all of that, there's still a big place that I think digital or a digital overlay will end up playing. And when I think around sort of those ideas, I think it's a very, very exciting time. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. All right. Well, I I could certainly talk to you longer, but... uh... I think uh, that, that's a good place to wrap things up, but I, I really want to thank you. It's been really interesting to hear your perspectives, hear about what Cedar sinai is doing, and uh, I hope we can catch up again down the road. Happy to do so. My pleasure. Thank you. Great. Thank you, and uh, hopefully get to see you at one of these maybe an upcoming Chime event or something so I can actually say hello to you in person. Definitely. Let's make a point of it. I'm uh, definitively scheduled for Chime as long as nothing gets in the way. Um, I plan to be in San Diego this year. Okay, great. All right, I will, I'll be in touch then. All right, thank you much. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.